KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. KMTT, the Torah podcast. Today is Tuesday, Shur in Parshat HaShavua. Shur Parshat HaShavua will be given this week as usual by Harav Chanoch Waxman. This week, Parshat Kedoshim, we would like to discuss two psukim found near the beginning of the parsha, a psukim containing a variety of mitzvot, a psukim which are colloquially known, or more or less normally known as parshat ha the parsha of reproof. Now, without further ado, let us turn to the psukim. Parak Yutet, pasuk Yud Zayin, in Sefer Beikra, says as follows, Lo tisna et achicha bilvavecha, hochiach tochiach et amitecha, Translating this first pasuk of our two psukim, Do not detest or resent your brother in your heart. Give reproof to your friend. And this last third clause in this first pasuk is a bit hard to translate. Uh, do not carry his sin against him. Or perhaps do not carry sin because of him. A bit clear, but undoubtedly we can say that the third clause, the third command, the third mitzvah found in the first pasuk, lo tisalavchet. Second pasuk, lo tikom velotitor et bnei amecha vahafta lareacha kamocha ani Hashem. Translating, lo tikom, do not take vengeance. Velotitor, uh, do not bear a grudge et bnei amecha, any one of your people. And finally, the uh, last clause or last mitzvah. Uh, found in these two psukim, kamocha. One should love your friend as yourself, and then finally a kind of refrain or ending or a suffix uh, postscript to the pasuk, ani Hashem, I am the Lord. Now, as I mentioned previously, these two psukim containing uh, these various clauses or commands are often known as parsha tochacha, the parsha of reproof, and this is because of the phrase ochiach tochiach, which appears at some point on the list of commands or list of mitzvot here. But, again, if we think about it, what's rather clear um, is that there are six uh, mitzvot or six commands, or maybe four, maybe six, it's a bit hard to know how to count, but there are many commands um, that are apparent or that are found in these two psukim. And if we go down the list, uh, count starting with the first, this is the first, the second, the third, the fourth, uh, splitting Lotikom and Lotitar, Lotitar the fifth, this is of course the sixth, and then the postscript of I am the Lord. Now it's also obvious, besides the fact that we have here six perhaps separate clauses or mitzvot mentioning two psukim, what I think is also obvious is that there's a kind of opening and a kind of closing to the list of uh, mitzvot that exists here. In that sense, there's a certain kind of um, parallel of opposition between the beginning and the end of the list. What I mean by this is that if we take a look again at the beginning of Pasuk Yud Zayin, uh, what we find there is, Do not uh, hate uh, your, fr- your friend in your heart, Now, of course, or your brother in your heart. Now, of course, uh, the opposite of hate is love. And the way the list ends, there is a positive commandment um, to love your re'acha, your friend, as you love yourself. So we begin with the negative notion of do not hate, and we end with the positive notion of the positive commandment to love. 
Tisina and Ahava are, of course, opposites, and there's a kind of opening and there's a kind of closing here. But in fact, there's really more to it than that. It's not just that there's a conceptual opposition between the beginning and the end of the list. There's also perhaps, and here I stress perhaps, a kind of klal uprat uklal structure uh, to the list. One gets the sense that the list here in these two psukim opens with a klal, lotis uh, the general notion of not detesting your, your friend, your neighbor, your colleague, etc. And it ends with another klal, the generalized notion of loving your friend as uh, one love, loves oneself. But in the middle, we get all kinds of pratim, we get all kinds of details about to how to fulfill the general requirements of the negation of sina and the... Um, Encouragement of Ava. We have the four mitzvot or the four commands mentioned in the middle of the pasuk. We have the hochiach tochiach. Uh, we have the lotisa lavchet. We have the lotikom. We have the lotitar, which seems to be the pratim that are meant to fill in uh, the the gaps uh, to these larger klalim, the negation of hate and the encouragement of Ava. Now, uh, I think this brings us or this understanding of these two psukim as a kind of parshat Ava v'sina. Uh, six mitzvot, uh, which contain this kind of klalu pratu klal structure, where somehow the pratim, the details, are meant in some way uh, to help achieve the klalim, the general rules. I think this brings us to uh, a very crucial and very interesting question. Uh, and what I mean by that is maybe perhaps we should try to explore uh, the exact relation between uh, the various mitzvot that are found uh, on this list. And I've already begun to do that a little bit with the idea of the klaluprat, the general and detailed structure. And, and what I mean by this is that, really, theoretically, there are kinds of, of two possibilities. Um, we could view um, the mitzvot found on this list as a kind of, of laundry list, uh, simply no more than a listing of mitzvot or commandments that are in some general way or another uh, tied to the idea of ava v'sina, um, this is parshat uh, sinava ava ava v'sina, and all of these mitzvot, in some way or another, are connected to the idea of loving one's brother and uh, not holding hatred against one's brother. And this is one possible approach. However, alternatively, uh, we might look a little bit deeper and imagine that there is a kind of inherent or essential connection um, between the various mitzvot found on the list. Uh, there's some sort of internal progression, some sort of logical link uh, between the various mitzvot. And if so, uh, we really here raise the question of what is the coherent reading uh, of the mitzvot found in these two psukim? Is there some sort of interrelation between them? And this is more or less uh, the issue that I would like to explore, the central question uh, in this shiur, the exact relationship between the various mitzvot uh, found here in these two psukim. And this is one issue. Um, now, a second issue, one which I've already alluded to, which to some extent can serve or is a key to unlocking the larger question, is the question of what I'd, refer to, uh, what I'd call the, the third mitzvah. Um, if you remember here, in position one, uh, we had lotisnat achicha belavecha. In position two, we had hochiach tochiach tamitecha. And these terms uh, seem relatively straightforward. But in position three, uh, we come to the phrase, Lo tisa alav chet, found at the end of Pasuk Yud Zayin. And, and this phrase is really altogether unclear. Uh, literally, Lo tisa alav chet, do not carry upon him sin, uh, do not hold against him sin, do not carry for him sin. It's really unclear what this phrase means. And if so, I think the second question we have to deal with in the Shi'ur 
um, certainly as a preface to understanding the interconnection uh, between the various mitzvot, uh, is Lot What exactly is the definition of this third mitzvah, uh, this third phrase found in the Psukim here? Okay, so these are our two questions. The logical interrelationship of the various mitzvot and the meaning of Lot Now what I'd like to do in this year uh, is to more or less present uh, two approaches, uh, two readings of these psukim. Uh, the first, which is primarily based upon uh, Rashbam and Ramban's comments on these psukim, might be thought of perhaps as, as Pshutash Mikra, as a simple way of reading the text. And in addition, a second approach, um, the reading of Chazal, um, really might be thought of as more of the, the classic approach, the halachic approach, one which is uh, quite well known to all of us, and we will get to this a bit later. Now, uh, despite the fact that these two approaches, these two readings are quite different from each other, I think they are uh, united by certain common ideas and themes, and hopefully towards the end of this year we'll be able to stress some of the commonality between these uh, two approaches. But without further ado, let us turn our attention to Rashbam, Rashbam's comments uh, on these psukim, and uh, the first of our two approaches uh, to understanding the Parsha Avava and Sina. Uh, so commenting on Perakitet, Pasukit Zayin, and Pasukit Chet, Rashbam says as follows, Lo tisna et achicha bilvavecha. Now Rashbam speaks. Im gemalcha ra'a, lo titra'el lefanav ke'ohev, b'fiv shalom et ra'eu yidaber. Um, if and when your friend does ra'a to you, if B does something bad to A, do not show yourself. A should not show himself as if he loves uh, B. shalom in his mouth is peace and friendliness. But inside, uh, he holds some sort of resentment or hatred. And Rashbam continues, um, This is not something that is good to do. This is a problem. So Rashbam begins here with two crucial points. The first is Rashbam provides an overarching context for these two psukim, for our parsha of Sina and Ava. The context is where one person does a wrong to another. Uh, B wrongs A, or your friend wrongs you, as the case may be. And of course, the natural inclination is to have some sort of resentment, some sort of anger, some sort of hatred even, perhaps. And Rashbam points out, and this is the second uh, point that Rashbam makes here, which is of crucial importance, um, which is... Uh, there's a problem of hypocrisy. Um, so one might have uh, an inclination to hold the hatred in one's heart, hold the resentment in one's heart, uh, to not express it, to act on the outside as if everything is all fine and then everything is okay, but inside one is seething, there's boiling anger, there's resentment, um, there's this problem of a gap between the inner and the outer, what uh, Chazal and many Balei Musar call Echad Bepeb Echad Balev, um, the gap between the inner and the outer, while on the outside things are fine and dandy, but on the inside one is seething with resentment and anger. And these are the first two crucial points of Rashbam. A, the context, and B, the problem of the gap between the inner and the outer, the problem of hypocrisy. Well, we now move ahead uh, in Rashbam's comment, and Rashbam says as follows. Al tisna do not hate him in your heart. Ela hochiach tochichahu, amasha asa mitokach yesh shalom. Rashbam here establishes a, a kind of uh, crucial link um, between uh, the first two points, the context and the problem, and the second mitzvah found in the uh, parsha, uh, the mitzvah of hochiach tochiach. And again, Rashbam's words: hochiach tochichu amasha asa mitok kach yeshalom. Don't keep it inside. 
but one has to bring it out into the open, and one must, so to speak, collapse the gap between the inner and the outer, speak out one's resentment, speak out one's anger, and through this, there will be a process of working things through. Shalom will come. There will be interpersonal approachment between the two parties. So Rashbam tells us here is that there's a kind of link between the problem of on the one hand, mitzvah one on the list, and the solution of ochiach tochiach mitzvah two on the list, it resolves uh, the interpersonal problem, um, and it, so to speak, collapses the gap between the inner and the outer, and uh, leads this uh, resolution of the resentment and hatred in one's heart, and this is the beginning of Rashbam's comment here. Now, as we move along, um, Rashbam continues on uh, and brings up these issues of inner and outer again in an interesting way uh, as we move along in his parshanot, in his commentary here. Commenting on um, the third clause, the third mitzvah, Rashbam says, Lotisalav chet, bilvavecha. Rashbam has the words bilvavecha. Now if we go back to the text of the Chumash, at the end of Pasuk Yudzayin, Lotisalav chet, there is nothing found or mentioned there about bilvavecha. Um, but what Rashbam does by adding that word is that he creates a parallel to the first mitzvah found on the list. The first mitzvah at the beginning of Pasuk Yudzayin, Lotisnat achicha bilvavecha, do not uh, detest your brother in your heart. So just as the resentment found in the heart in mitzvah 1 exists inside, so to lo do not carry the sin against him in your heart, is, Ramba, is Rashbam's point. That, again, we here move here to the realm of the inner. There's a kind of repetition of don't bear a grudge against your friend going along. Lotikom, Rashbam says, Ligmolo ra'a to do bad to him against the bad that he did to you. Don't take open vengeance, do not engage in action of vengeance, velotitar, and do not literally means bear a grudge, but here Rashbam adds again, Velotitar even in your heart, etc. etc. So if we map this out, Rashbam kind of sets up a dialectic uh, or an alternating pattern of lev, heart, inside on the one hand, and ma'aseh, action, outside on the other hand. The first clause, the first mitzvah, lotis not the this is on the inside, this is on the lev, this is the problem of inner resentment. This is on the outside, this is ma'aseh, engaging in open act of tochacha. Lo tisa alav chet, do not hold inside, in the lev, again, according to Rashbam, the action that your brother has done against you. Lo tikom velotitor, do not take vengeance on the outside in an open way, ma'aseh again. Finally, we move to position five, again, back on the inside, lo titar t'bene do not bear a grudge on the inside in your lev, as Rashbam added bil vavacha. And finally, by implication, vahafta l'reacha kamocha, um, and of course, if we've just been on the inside in the lay, we now move back to the realm of action on the outside by implication. Engage in open, general acts that express your love of your fellow brother. This would be the kind of logical conclusion of Rashbam's parsha note here. Now, to put this together, I think what Rashbam tells us about these two psukim is on some level something that we already know. And that is that uh, human relations are, are a thorny thing and the problems of resentment or problems of revenge or problems of hidden anger uh, arise. There's sometimes a problem between one's heart, one's inner side, and one's outer side. They're, they're really not the same. One may hate one's brother in one's heart, but, so to speak, act as if everything is really fine. Well, um, the solution to all of these problems is the mitzvah of tochacha, is uh, the mitzvah of reproof, of talking through, 
we might say as follows, thinking about this alternating pattern that Rashbam meant, uh, mapped out here, it's a means to transform the sinan isteret, uh, the hatred that one might bear in one's heart, uh, into an action of avagluya, of open love. As you move through the parsha, we go back and forth between the inner and the outer, from the resentment to the action, and through the means of tochacha, we achieve reproachment and transform the inner resentments into open, expressive actions of love, embodying the mitzvah of avhaftarecha kamocha. And I think um, this is one way uh, to interpret uh, the parsha, these two psukim, the parsha of Avain Sina here, as a kind of therapeutic approach to personal reproachments. Uh, and uh, the healing of the gap between in and the outer, and the transformation of inner resentment into open, loving action. Uh, and like I said, this is one approach. Um, now, I think it's instructive, by the way, uh, just at this point, to add um, something uh, from Ramban. Um, Ramban also, uh, to a great extent, in talking about Pshutash and Mikra, adopts a similar, or perhaps an identical approach uh, to uh, Rashbam, that of the parsha is describing a kind of therapeutic or healing regime of a way to mend interpersonal relations. And um, this can be noted from Ramban's comment here, uh, and we can move through it pretty quickly, but it is important. Do not uh, detest your brother in your heart when he does against your will. Uh, but give him reproof. Why did you do this to me? Again, the third mitzvah is do not bear or carry the sin in your heart against him. Do not bear the grudge against him and don't tell him. Uh, why not? says when you... You, you approve him, he will apologize to you. Oh, Yeshuv Yitvadeh, or he will do tshuva and repent and confess. And he will achieve forgiveness. And Raman goes on in this vein, more or less quite similar to Rashbam. But there is a crucial um, and interesting um, addition that Raman uh, suggests here. Working off of the central term in our parsha, Hochiach Tochiach, Raman points out that this. Uh, stands in parallel uh, to a very interesting passage of narrative found in the Torah uh, back in uh, Sefer Breshit. Uh, Ramban Pithli says, is as follows, Ki tochiach kmo v'hochiach Avraham et Avimelech Breshit per kafal pasak The usage here of hochiach tochiach, the second mitzvah uh, in the parsha, reminds us, or is similar to, or stands in parallel to the story of Avraham and Avimelech in Sefer Breshit, that Avraham gave reproof uh, to Avimelech. And I think it's interesting uh, to turn there for a moment and to take a look at the story of Avraham and Avimelech. I think it works out as a very, very nice support for Rashbam and Ramban's interpretation of the mitzvah of uh, Tochacha, and, or at least in terms of Pshut Mikra, and the reading they have presented of, of the Parsha. So if we go back uh, to Bereshit, um, Perak Kaf, um, it is of course worthwhile to remember the context and to, and to set the setting, uh, so to speak. As we know, Avraham comes to Gror. Uh, he says regarding Sarai that she is his, his sister, not his wife. She is taken. A kind of conflict erupts between Avimelech and Avraham over the entire issue. And of course, eventually things are, are kind of smoothed over and a reproachment uh, is achieved. 
And, and this is the crucial point. In Perikaf Pasik Tedvav, the Torah says as well, Avraham grants, uh, Avimelech grants Avraham unlimited access uh, to his land. Complete and total hospitality, perfect hospitality. Go dwell in my land wherever you so wish. Not just that, he makes some sort of payment um, to Sarai, some sort of damage payment. So he gives land, he gives money. Avimelech does uh, that which he can. Pasuk Yud Zayin in Parakaf Pasuk Yud Zayin vatpalel Avraham elokim vayipa elokim et Avimelech vetishtov et amotav veyeledu and kind of in return in accord in kind Abraham prays for Avimelech and his household and they are healed so each side gives to the other Avimelech gives land and money and Abraham gives his tefilot and reproachment between the two sides is achieved now. A bit later on in the Chumash, in Parak Kaf Aleph, in Sefer Breshit, we have a, another interaction between uh, Avimelech and Avraham. And what happens is that Avimelech comes to Avraham and suggests that based upon the chesed that exists between them, the kindness that exists between them, the system of mutual relationship that they conduct, that they, can, they create a Brit, uh, they make a treaty, and that there be an oath between them. Avraham more or less agrees, and what we find in Parakaf Aleph, Pasuk Kaftalat is as follows, Ve'omer Avraham, Anochi Yishaveya, Avraham says, I will swear, Ben Pasuk Kafei, Ve'ochiach Avraham et Avimelech, Alodot Be'er Hamayim, Asher Gazlu Avde Avimelech. And then Avraham reproved uh, Avimelech regarding the well of water that the servants of Avimelech had stolen. Pasuk Kavav, Avimelech's reaction, Ve'omer Avimelech, Le'odati Miyasata Devarza, I had no idea who did this thing. You hadn't told me until this point. I just heard it now. And then after Avimelech's um, uh, admission, or Avimelech's acceptance of Avraham's reproof, the barrier, uh, Avraham's upsetness, the barrier that it, so to speak, break, broke in the relationship, that prevented them making the Shvua or conducting the Brit has been removed. And then in Pasuk Kav Zayin, they constructed and created their covenant. In other words, what we see here in the story of Abraham and Avimelech um, is quite a nice example of the paradigm that um, Rashbam and Ramban outline in uh, our Parsha of Sinava Ava. Um, the idea that sometimes there are obstructions uh, in relations and tochacha repairs the relationship, it heals the gap between the inner and the outer and allows acts of kindness and acts of love to take place. In the case of Avram and Avimelech, the conducting of the Brit and the Shu'ah on the basis of the chesed, the mutual chesed that existed uh, between them. And this is one approach. Okay. Um, however, um, as mentioned earlier, I would like to also outline a, a second approach to the relationship between the various mitzvot found in the parsha of Sinava Ava, one which I think is more well known. Uh, to some extent, it is the uh, uh, approach of Chazal, and it is also, uh, in a rather short version, cited here uh, in the comment of Ramban on Parakitet Pasuk Yud Zayin. And um, or Ramban says as follows. V'amar hocheach tochich tamitecha mitzvah acheret another mitzvah lilamdo tochachat musar. The idea here in the second clause in the second mitzvah v'hocheach tochich tamitecha is to give literally ethical reproof or musar in the literal language of Ramban, more colloquially to approve one's friends for his friends friends for his misbehavior for his sins. It's not so much about the Ben Adam L'chavero aspect where B sins to A and A says, how could you do this to me? It's 
also about, or perhaps primarily about, the Ben Adam Lamakom aspect, where B sins, B commits a sin, something formally defines the sin, and A says to him, well, that's not the right path in life. You have to move over to a different path, to a more proper path. It's tochacha, or musr, in the colloquial sense of the term, and this is found here uh, in Ramban. Now, this approach, uh, adopted by Chazal, is uh, also, uh, to some extent, uh, adopted by Rashi here. And following um, a Gemara in Erchen, Daf Tetvav Amid Bet, found in Erchen 15b, Rashi presents a very interesting interpretation of our problematic third clause, Lo Tisa Alav Chet. So commenting on this phrase in Perikutet Pasukut Zion, the third clause in our list of mitzvot, Rashi says as follows. Now what this really means is don't make his face white in public or do not embarrass him in public. Uh, or when you give your friend and reprove him upon his sins, do not do it publicly and, and shame him. Uh, in other words, um, should be literally translated as do not bear a sin because of him. Meaning that when you come to give tochacha, the second mitzvah, you might possibly cause yourself to sin by giving tochacha in the wrong way by embarrassing him in public. Ah, lotisa lovchet. Be certain not to embarrass him in public. Be certain not to give tochacha in the wrong way. Be certain not to cause yourself to sin, to bear a sin of your own uh, because you have given him tochacha. And that is the meaning of the third clause here in the link between mitzvah 2 and mitzvah 3 according to Rashi. What we should realize here is that what stands at the center here is the mitzvah of tochacha, the requirement to give reproof to one's friend for his sins. And some of the other mitzvot, or at least uh, one of the other mitzvot, that of lotisa alavchet, is kind of the limitations of tochacha, the appropriate way to do it, the appropriate context, or in Hebrew, the geder, the definition of how one gives or how one does not give tochacha, but the general idea here is, is that tochacha stands at the center, and the other things found on the list are some sort of satellite mitzvah, some sort of context or limitations to the mitzvah of tochacha. Now, of course, if we think about it, um, this is well known to us. As we all know, one must give tochacha out of love. One cannot give tochacha out of hatred or or anger, and the same as lotisa um, can be construed as a satellite mitzvah to the central mitzvah of tochacha. So to the hatred and the love and the anger and the action against can all be construed in some way or another as satellite mitzvah to the central mitzvah of reproving one's friend and putting him back on the right ethical and religious path. Um, now, I think this is a second interpretation, um, which places Tochacha at the center, um, and I think it is the interpretation of Chazal, and it is certainly the interpretation of Rashi, and it is also found, as I said, uh, in Ramban as a secondary interpretation. Now, what is the, is the basic idea here? Um, what is the central theme besides this requirement to give Musar, ethical and religious reproof to one's friend. Well, I think in Chazal, there's a kind of very crucial idea that lies behind this uh, mitzvah of tochacha. Um, and, and to get to it, I'd like to turn to a Gemara in Shabbat, Dafnun Dalit Amud Bet, 54b, one which is the basis for the interpretation provided by Unklus um, for our Pesukim. 
and which is also uh, found in Ramban, and which once again takes us back to the problematic phrase of Lotisa alav chet. And here I turn again uh, to the comments of Ramban, picking it up from where we left off a moment ago. Mitzvah acharet lamdo tochachat musar. And then Ramban continues and says as follows: Lotisa alav chet. And here now let's now translate uh, in the second way that we have translated currently, which is Lotisa alav chet. Do not enter into sin on his account. Do not bear sin because of him. And now Ramban continues. She alecha asham, and it should be upon you guilt. Kasha yechte velo hochacht oto. When you sin by not reproving him. In other words, uh, there's a positive commandment of tochacha, and there's also a negative commandment of not giving tochacha. There's an isur not to give tochacha. Lotisalav chet. If you do not give tochacha, you will have sinned and you will bear sin by virtue of the fact that you did not give tochacha. And this is closely related to the, uh, on the grammatical level, on the literal level, to the second interpretation of do not bear sin on his account, but in a little bit of a different way. Um, not because um, you might give tochacha in the wrong way, but because you, you would not give tochacha at all. And now Ramban continues on to uh, cite Unkelis. And do not accept upon yourself an obligation or a demerit, so to speak. You should not get punished for his sin. Now, here, the idea is a little bit deeper. It's not so much the problem is, is that you fail to give tochacha, and therefore you're punished for a failure to give tochacha, but one is punished for his sin if you do not reprove it, if you do not um, reprove him, if you do not um, chastise him for his deviation from ethical and religious norms. Now, this is a very, very powerful idea. What Ramban and Uncle seem to be hinting at is that one can suffer the punishment for someone else's chit. And in fact, this idea is found explicitly in the Gemara in Shabbat, Daf Nun Dalad Amid Bet. And the Gemara there says uh, as follows. Anyone who can protest regarding the actions of his uh, household when they are not appropriate and he did not protest, he is held accountable for these actions. He could protest against the actions of the men of his city and did not protest. He is held accountable for the actions of the men of his city. He could protest against the negative actions of the entire world. Nitfas akola alam kulo, he is held responsible for the actions of the entire world. The idea, or I think the central idea here, is the idea of the interrelatedness of one and the other, of one and the members of one's house, of one and the whole world. And theoretically, there's this kind of mutual responsibility. We are required uh, to put the others or to keep the others on the straight and narrow, whether it be another individual, one's family, one's community, or even the entire world. And if one does not do this, one does not fulfill this requirement of mutual responsibility, what is known in halacha as arevot, uh, mutual interrelationship, then one can be held accountable for the sin of the other. I think this is the central idea of tochacha as understood by Chazal. The idea of arevot, of the mutual intertwining of one with the other or the world, the sense of responsibility to keep one on others on the proper path, and the possibility of what might happen if one does not keep others uh, on, the, on the proper path. So I think, to kind of wrap this together and uh, to close things up, I think we have here two possible readings of these two psukim of Ahava uh, and Sina, the parsha of Sina Ahava. The first reading based upon Rashbam and Ramban, what might be thought of as Pshutash Mikra, 
is a kind of conjunctive or, or linear reading going from step to step, uh, focusing on the interrelationship between one person and another, relationship to the other, the back and forth between uh, the inner side, the lave, and the outer side, the action, the notion that tochacha can be a therapeutic means for repairing relationships and for turning inner resentment into positive action towards the other vis-a-vis the other. And this is one idea, one reading uh, found in Rashbam and Ramban. But we have here a second reading, um, a reading of Chazal, a kind of disjunctive reading, which places tochacha, the second mitzvah on the list, in the center um, as the primary theme, the idea of ethical and religious reproof uh, of the other. The other mitzvot should be construed as kind of satellite mitzvot, uh, the limits or the context of tochacha. And the focus here, the idea is on mutual responsibility, on intertwined destiny between oneself and the other. It's not so much about, as in Rashbam Rabbah, one relates to the other, but perhaps it's more about how one is identical or together or intertwined with the other. Um, it's a different kind of self-other relationship, not so much other as other, but almost other as self or almost self that leads to the requirement of tochacha, of um, religious and ethical reproof of the other. Um, now, I did promise uh, towards the beginning of the shiur uh, an attempt to kind of intertwine uh, these two readings. And I haven't done this explicitly, but I think on some level there are many overlaps uh, between them. But I just would very briefly like to close with one final point to focus on a clause uh, that I haven't at all mentioned uh, in the Shi'or yet today, the very last term found in our Tupsukim, the postscript, the, the suffix, so to speak, that ends Pasuk Again, written there, V'ahavt l'recha kamocha ani Hashem. And you should love your brother as yourself, or love your friend as yourself, ani Hashem. The Torah ends with this declarative statement, at the end of the parasha, Ani Hashem, I am the Lord. Now, on some plane, this might not trouble us uh, whatsoever. After all, uh, for those of us who remember, uh, Parak Yutet of Sefer Vayikra, the opening of Parashat Kedoshim, is full of the phrase, Ani Hashem, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, um, etc. Um, in fact, there are 22 psukim, uh, there's a whole list of mitzvot, and the phrase, Ani Hashem, or some sort of variation thereof, occurs eight times. Uh, throughout uh, these 22 psukim, almost after every mitzvah, or after every group of mitzvah, mitzvot, every kind of mini parsha ends with this declarative statement of Ani Hashem. And the idea, as, as Rashi points out to us, is, is that there's a kind of authoritative voice that speaks here, I am God, the one who commanded this, and uh, I commanded this, and you should know that if you do not keep my commands, I will extract punishment. There's this voice of authority that commands and will punish if the commandment is not achieved. And this is a simple, general way uh, to understand the mention of Ani Hashem at the end of our parsha of Sinava Ava, at the end of the parsha of Kamocha. However, and here I follow the parsha name, there's perhaps another way uh, to understand Ani Hashem here. Um, because perhaps there may be a kind of particular, specific connection between every particular mention of Hani Hashem uh, and the Psukim uh, that it ends, uh, that it closes, not so much a general theory, but a specific theory for our particular parsha. And Ibn Ezra, I believe, uh, takes this direction. Commenting on Hani Hashem uh, here in Perikitet, Pasikir Chet, Ibn Ezra says as follows, Vitam Ani Hashem, and the reason for the mention of Ani Hashem here, Ki ani eloka echad barati etkem. Because I am one God 
who created you or created all of you. This is a very, very strange comment at first glance. What is the relevance that the fact that we are all created by God? Um, that there is one God who created all of us and somehow this is supposed to tell us something about our parsha of Sinava Ava, um, about the mitzvah of Tochacha in some general sense. Uh, well, I think, uh, although one could just explain this abstractly, as a key, I'd like to turn back very briefly to Avram and Avimelech. Um, during the stage of discord between Avram and Avimelech, Avimelech came to Avram and said to him, what did you do? Why have you done this? Why did you not tell me the truth about Sarah in the first place? And in a very key pasuk in Breshit Perkaf Pasuk Yud, Avimelech says as follows, What did you see here? What did you glance that you felt the need to conceal that you did this thing? And then Avram replies, Pasuk Yud Aleph, um, I saw there was no fear of heaven here. There was no belief in God, for real, in this place. And they would kill me because of my wife. In a place where there is no fear of God, there's no hakarat tabore, there's no recognition of God and the fact that God has created us all equally. In that kind of place, anything can happen. The other, the guest, can be treated in the worst possible way. He can be killed for his wife. And in the biblical mindset, the converse is also true. Where there is fear of heaven, where there is hakarata borei, where there is a knowledge of ani Hashem, then it is understood that all are created equally in the image of that one God, that all are equal, all are intertwined, all are companions. The root of the mitzvot of avat hacher, the love of the other, whether it be as the building of a proper mode of mutual relationship, whether it be as the mutual responsibility intertwining that serves as the basis of the mitzvah of Tavacha, lies in understanding Ani Hashem. It's Hakarat Taborei that serves as the basis, as the foundation for relationships with others, and that serves as the, rela- as the groundwork, as the basis for the mutual responsibility that lies behind the mitzvah of Tavacha. Okay.